Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with Phil Pepe. Happy New Year, Angel. Happy New Year, bro. It is it is the last day of 2021. What a year. <laughs> yes, and instead of drinking champagne or mimosas, we're here with you folks to I discuss some... Orange juice and coffee. <laughs> yes, orange juice and coffee. Um, yeah, all right, so this is actually our last episode of the year, and... and and you know, just I guess it's serendipitous at some point because it is our 40th episode together. Wow. Um, so that means 10 more weeks, 10 more episodes, and we have the biggest reveal of this <laughs> lifetime for you folks. So you have to come back and at least 10 more episodes to find out what the secret is that Phil is holding. Uh, yeah. Uh, watch, we're building up to this, and it's just going to be like nothing. nothing Nobody's going to care. Um, all right, cool. So, yes, it is our last episode. Uh, this is the uh, indie comic, not review, but sort of like review for the year. Like, this is going to be sort of a there wasn't really anything because it was a week five for, I think, DC. It was a week four for everyone else, but there were really no number ones uh, new this week. Yeah. I did get to read issue two of Good Boy. Still nice. freaking fucking fantastic. Awesome. Uh, it just like it just re it just reads like I'm reading a John Wick movie, um, and it, that, that's not disappointing at all. No. Um, so yeah. So um, what we're gonna do today is kind of just recap the year and you know uh, talk about our top three uh, titles that we enjoyed out of the year, and there was a ton of indie stuff since January. I mean, I think this has been a really big year for, like, really solid indie stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. But before we get to our top threes, uh, just really quickly, um, what we have on AmazingActionComics.com, uh, because those books are fantastic. And I know I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> uh, but definitely, you, we've, what did we release this year? We got Drunk It Out of Space. Yeah, which was is written. Great. Yeah, it was a one-shot written by Jeffrey Scott and uh, art by Napalm. Uh, I just love that name, um, which is really – it's a 56-page one-shot. It's fantastic. Um, the artwork in it is great. It's such a good story. Uh, then you have Courage, which is our digital comic, um, and that's for anybody who loves sort of like the Silver Age kind of style of uh, superhero comics, a four-issue mini. Uh, the first three issues are up on AmazingActionComic.com, and I think the fourth issue comes out, the final issue comes out in January, uh, which is pretty cool. So check that out. And that one is written by Dino Caruso. Um, and he's got some other stuff on the burner, which is fantastic. I got to take a look at it. I'm really excited. It's another superhero um, series. It's a, uh, he's doing like these short four to six issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, so really excited about that. Um, our you know flagship book, Project Shadowbreed, first five issues is still up. Um, so whatever copies are left are on there. And six will be on Kickstarter in January. So we're really excited about that. That's almost cool. done. So the second volume of that is on its way. Uh, Red Hyena Volume 1 uh, Head Games is, yeah. is out there. And both of these books are written by Justin Bartz. Um, and you had art by uh, Julian Derber on Red Hyena. Really cool, solid stuff. And he's already halfway through the second volume of the next book. Nice. Uh, which is really cool. So it should be done by... Uh, March of 2022. Really excited about that. And then my pet project, which I'm really excited about, Guardian City, should hopefully be ready for the summer as I've been working on um, Project Shadowbreed stuff and some covers and stuff like that. So let's put stuff on delay. Um, but Guardian City should be hopefully out uh, ready for Kickstarter in June of next year. 
Very good. So I'm really excited about that. Just make sure that you visit uh, AmazingActionComics.com. Just stay up to date on what's going on. And, you know, we're always looking for uh, new submissions, uh, new creative teams to, to bring this stuff to light. So if you're interested, go on there, give us a contact, and uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, uh, take a look, um, which is cool. So I, that's what I spent probably the last quarter is reviewing a ton of submissions that we got in. So that's always fun. But at yeah. the same time, it's just time consuming. <laughs> so with that being said, just a tip for you guys that are looking to pitch your stuff to a publisher, um, uh, an indie publisher, especially if they're, they're a small-time publisher, most of the time, or even a big like uh, Image, because Image is still considered independent, but they're fucking huge. Yeah. Um, they're, they're looking for almost completed work. So which means, you know, they, they ask you to submit up to six pages of inked work. If it's colored, it's colored. Um, letter, just finished pages, just to kind of see if you can story tell and look at the creative team process. Um, but for the most part, if you're submitting something that's not complete or not near completion, more than likely you're going to get back. Not a no, but uh, a wait till completion, mm -hmm. um, especially in the indie market because there's so many projects that get started but never get finished. Yeah. Um, just because, one, it's time-consuming. People have to put food on the table or they need to pay bills. They need to do whatever it is and life gets in the way. So when we look at projects, we look at, okay, is it an ongoing? Is it a mini? If it's a mini, how many issues is it? How many issues do you have complete? If nothing's done, then we'll say, and you have a really great concept, that's exactly what we'll say. Really awesome concept. We look forward to seeing a, a more complete project because it allows us to be able to promote it, um, you know, with the faith that it's actually going to go out to the public. Once you promise something and it doesn't come to fruition, then it's really hard to get those people back. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're looking to pitch projects, make sure that um, they're somewhat completed. And that's hard because if you're doing it yourself, it's one thing. Uh, but if you have a creative team, obviously people need to get paid. Yeah. So you're looking to get your work published so that you can get paid to pay your creative team. Um, and very little people will do that. Uh, most of the time you need to get all the stuff done up front, um, then submit, and then you get paid on the back end. Um, yeah, money sucks. But, <laughs> but that's that's some great advice for aspiring creators out there, and they should all definitely listen to what you're saying because you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the completed work is definitely the best way to go. Um, again, because so many things can fall through that, that you know, you don't want to half-ass half something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, and, you know, crowdfunding is another way to go as well. I mean, oftentimes people don't have projects completed um, and they put it on crowdfunding with the, you know, the notion that, you know, once this gets funded, then we'll be able to pay the creators to actually do what we're promising. Yeah. Uh, and that's all taken on faith as well. I, I've done that a couple of times and I've been burnt a couple of times. However, it's not stopped me from supporting other projects that I'm really keen on. Yeah. Um, but then you tend to follow creators that are consistent in their deliveries. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it's a catch-22 everywhere. But what I'm saying is if you're going to submit something and, and, and commit to it, commit to it because it just takes one time to leave a bad taste in someone's mouth and you can't return back to it. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. With that being said, uh, top three. I think we're sharing one of the top three. So yes. if you want to go ahead and do your top three for this year, That'd be fantastic. All right. So I'm actually going to start because there was a new number one uh, that did come out this week, uh, which ties into probably my pick for the uh, the book of the year. Uh, so the so I'm going to kind of roll in this new number one that came out this week uh, into that that the the main book that it is a, a sort of prequel to, we'll say. So 
This week saw the release of Stray Dogs, Dog Days number one. Uh, oh, I completely forgot about it just because I <laughs> freaking can't stand anthropomorphic, which is funny because Good Boy is anthropomorphic. It's anthropomorphic. <laughs> but this this is different because the, the, the you know, the dog, so a little background. Stray Dogs has is my pick for book of the year. It was a five issue miniseries that came out from image uh, conceived uh, and executed by Tony M. Fleeks, Trish Forstner uh, with an assist by Tone Rodriguez, uh, Lauren Petty, Lauren Herta, Gabriel Downey, Brad Simpson. Um, and this series had everything going for it. It was uh, about basically it was illustrated in a very Disney style. Uh, these are people who do like My Little Pony books um, and then want to do something a little darker. And so basically the concept for Stray Dogs, um, basically a great pull quote by Brian Michael Bendis on the first issue. Uh, it's it's like Secret Lies of Pets meets Seven. And it's about these dogs that um, are taken in by a serial killer. And what the serial killer's MO is, is he meets these women he kills them and then he takes their dogs. And um, while there is anthropomorphism involved, the dogs all act like dogs. So they're talking to each other, but they're not talking to other humans. Other humans just respond to them as if they're dogs barking at them and they don't know what, what they want, what they're trying to say. But within the dog world among themselves, they can communicate. And one of the great things about this series um was that it was very much predicated on the uh, lack of memory of dogs. Like they, they don't have long-term memory. They forget things, you know, minutes after they're, 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 they're said. So one of the great hooks uh, on the first issue was this one dog is like, I know that this guy is a serial killer. I know this guy killed my master and I think he killed all your other masters and no, none of the other dogs believe her. And then by the end of the issue, one of the dogs comes to her and says, I, I believe what you were saying. And the dog looks at, looks at him and says, what was I saying? And that's the end of issue one. And, and that was a great hook to, to kind of hang the rest of the book on. And one of the things I really liked about this book, reading this book month to month, um, for these first five issues uh, or this, this five issue mini was each one had a, a, a cliffhanger that really made you want that 30 days between the next issue to not be 30 days. And there was uh, to me, it was an excitement of, of, of reading, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 299 back in the day when you see the Venom reveal and you're like, I got to wait 30 days now to see mm. Spider-Man face off against this guy. So it was like this excitement again about reading monthly comics that really uh, I felt Stray Dogs captured very well. And um, this book had everything going. It had creator buzz all over the place about it. Uh, it had the, the it played the multiple variant cover game really well with the horror uh, stuff. Yeah, they each, each each issue had a variant cover that was an homage to a, a horror movie poster. Um, so people, the collectors went nuts for it. And to back it up, the product was really good. The, do yourself a favor and check out Stray Dogs. The, the trade is available. All five issues in one volume. Um, real just uh, uh, heart-wrenching and, and emotional, but also really fun and kind of dark. Uh, just a winner all around. Stray Dogs was such a great book. And this follow-up, Dog Days, is a two-issue follow-up, uh, which gives you the backstories of the 10 other dogs that are in this house and how they 
got there. Uh, so again, it just kind of captures that magic. Uh, it doesn't sequelize it. It prequelizes it. And, uh, you know, all said and done, I mean, just a, a great project by these creators. Uh, I wish them luck with whatever they do in the future. Uh, who knows if there will be more Stray Dogs after this Dog Days prequel mini. Uh, but that five-issue mini, for me, book of the year, it just really captured to me, everything that comics can and should be um, in, in regards to just how you tell a story, how you engage readers, how you keep push, pulling them along uh, and really give them a satisfying conclusion. A lot of times series just don't stick the landing. This five issue mini absolutely stuck the landing and it was really, really good. So Stray Dogs is my absolute favorite book of 2021. Uh, and this uh, sequel or prequel series, Dog Days, which gives you the background information. Again, just some real emotional stuff, but just it, it it'll it'll make you cry, but it also make you happy because you're reading good comics. So nice. that's that's my big pick there. My number two pick, uh, which we talked about a lot last week so i'm not really going to say too much about it but the great three issue volume one of barbaric uh barbaric about owen the barbarian who is cursed to only kill people who do bad things and he's got his trusty sentient bloodthirsty drunken axe with him uh what a great fun fun read um action heavy really irreverent really goofy uh but even though it was only a three issue first volume uh, very satisfying, complete story as well. Again, everything you come to comics for is is there in Barbaric. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. So, it's so good that I actually got the hardcover of the three issues. Yeah, which I would have never done for anything else. Yeah, but it was that good. Yes. So we we really really dug on that one. So that would be my other pick uh, for for top three of the year. Okay. And uh, that was from Vault Comics. And oddly enough, my my third pick uh, we're back to Image because Image also did Stray Dogs. Uh, but I was really impressed and pleased with uh, Geiger. Uh, mm -hmm. from Image Comics, uh, their Mad Ghost imprint. Uh, basically, it is Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, um, who, you know, have done a ton of work for DC and, and Marvel over the years. Um, and, and Jeff Johns is really great with playing in the DC playground, you know, with, with those toys and, and, and working within that world. And this was now his opportunity to, to create his own comic universe complete with its own history of superheroes which you don't even get to until you're rounding out the end of the first six issue volume one of geiger uh, where you all of a sudden realize oh there's a whole universe that he's playing with here uh gary frank's artwork is amazing mm -hmm. as always uh the story is 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 really clean and well thought out uh, basically, it's uh, it, it's a post-apocalyptic future story, nuclear uh, annihilation landscape. Uh, Las Vegas is 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 broken up into almost like these these kingdoms, right? With uh, you know where things in Las Vegas are now very literal, uh, where you basically have one guy who's like ruling Las Vegas as if he's a, he's a king, but he's a very spoiled king, and there's all these little you know border skirmishes, and in the middle of it all, you have a man who was just trying to protect his family from uh, from the nuclear holocaust, gets caught in the heart of an explosion and really becomes a living, walking nuclear reactor. Um, the, my one complaint, uh, and this happens a lot, um, but I get it, it's a storytelling technique, the, the, the naming of the, the main character um, 
Tariq Geiger. Mm. It's a little too on the nose for a guy who eventually is going to become a working new reactor. But uh, that aside, I think Geiger is a winner. Uh, again, great world building by a man who just who who loves comics and lives and breathes comics. Jeff Johns with his his art partner Gary Frank. Uh, that trade is also available for the first six issues. There will be more Geiger uh, material coming in 2022, expanding this world. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend Geiger uh, from Image Comics, uh, Barbaric from Vault, and of course Stray Dogs also from Image Comics. Cool. Yeah, and it's always good to see like uh, guys that are like you know, that have done stuff with the big two and outside into like TV land and yeah. movie land production, still doing what they love, which is like their first love uh, writing comics. So, you know, anything that Jeff Johns writes, I usually just pick up because he really does love writing comics. Yep. Um, and you can see it. Gaga was definitely something that was really fun. So, yeah, if you like that post-apocalyptic freaking on the nose Geiger uh, <laughs> nuclear stuff, yeah, pick it up. And Gary Frank, I mean, this was we we waited what three years, two and a half years for Doomsday to be done, <laughs> yes. and nobody was upset because fuck, it's Gary Frank, man. Yeah, he's just meticulous and he's fantastic. So people were um, waiting for quality. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Those are three topics. And you know what? This year was so hard. So I'm going back and I'm reviewing a lot of the stuff that we've read um since you know the beginning and there was so much good stuff and it's like all right how do you pick the top three um and so all right so right off the bat number one um it's one that we already shared so barbaric and this came towards the latter part of the year but it just hit so many right beats and a three issue miniseries being complete um and just being super fun it was almost like going to the movies and not having to think but just be entertained um, and then when you're done with it, you're just like, you have to go take a cold shower because <laughs> you're just that fucking pumped, um, which was great. So definitely check out uh, Barbaric from Vault. Um, and they were like up and coming this year. They had a lot of stuff coming yep. out, um, like Engine War that started off. And, you know, I was waiting for the trade on that. Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff that they had done. So, yeah, Vault is, is probably going to be around for a little while if they, if they continue with, you know, doing stuff like this. So, Barbaric is one of my top three. Next would be Noctera. Mm. So this is uh, Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel. Tony Daniel's art I just really, really like. Yeah. Um, for me, he's just like a clean cartoonist. Um, and I just like his style. Um, and Scott Snyder, you know, working for the big two, he's always been writing stories. He did Witches, didn't he? Scott Snyder wrote Witches, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's he's done his own stuff. He does Undiscovered Country as well, which is also uh, another image title, um, which is pretty good. Um, but just overall, this is this is, this is is my genre of comics. Um, it's like that underset of, of superhero, but not superhero comics, because this is more like a dystopian Earth that's been covered in, like, blackness. And all of a sudden, you have these supernatural creatures that are being... Um, created through the blackness and you have the lead character her name is Val who's a truck driver um, that just transports from one city of lights to another city of lights because that's the only thing that keeps the darkness or the creatures of the dark uh, at bay um, and this whole thing and Susan what I really liked about this comic is when you start to get attached to characters and they die, mm. there's this like, uh, I, there's this feeling that you get. It's like, oh, fucking no, you can't get attached to anybody uh, <laughs> in the book. And he did that for, you know, a couple of times, which is, you know, what I like is it makes it more human that, you know, you have the main character, but the character itself is surrounded by people that 
she can't get close to because they may not be there the next time. Right. Um, but that character's not aware of that. You're aware of that as the reader. And you're like, oh, no, this is going to be really, really bad. Um, but there's this, you know, thing going on with her brother. Um, her parents have passed. Um, and now they're in a situation where they have to transport this girl who's crucial in regards to creating some kind of, like, sun machine that can light up the world again. So, yeah, it's it's an out there, out of reach kind of storyline. Um, but Scott makes it work, and looking at Tony's Daniel's art uh, makes it really fucking an enjoyable ride. Uh, the first six issues, I believe, were done. The first trade is out, um, so you might want to check that out um, in trade format. Uh, I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. Um, and then my third pick um, is from Dark Horse, Orphan and the Five Beasts. Yeah. So another one of the genres that I like is sort of like the samurai ronin kind of thing where, you know, the, the, the disciple has a master and the master is dead and becomes a ronin, um, but has to fulfill the last wish of the dying master. And this is basically what that is. Um, and it makes it in sort of like this fun, fantastical kind of world that uh, uh, James Stoke has built. Is it Stoke or Stoko? Uh, I think I, you know, I think it's Stoko, but I'm never really good at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Stoko because it sounds like it would be broken up into Stoko. Um, I apologize, James, if I'm getting it wrong, but you did a fantastic job. And one of the things that I really appreciate about this book is when you have a creator that can both write and draw yeah. the entire book, and and that's quite challenging uh, to do. So to be able to put a creative team together to to work together is challenging, but to do it all yourself uh, within a certain amount of time. Is, is challenging. Um, the good thing is that, you know, you're talking to yourself about whether or not things work and you approve <laughs> the process. But the challenging is, is getting done on time, right? So I think we've got the first three issues, if I'm not mistaken, on time. Yeah. And then the last two were kind of delayed. So there, there's, there, there's a catch-22 on that. But with that being said, the art, beautiful. Story, fantastical. Because it's just one of these things where, you know, it's, it's not embedded in, in reality. But you understand the concepts of, you know, uh, a disciple losing his master, becoming a ronin, and then fulfilling the wish. And then it's called Orphan and the Five Beasts because he has to take care of uh, these previous disciples of his old master who took advantage of his old master, left them, um, and there were five of them. And they went out and terrorized uh, parts of this territory. So his dying wish was for his last disciple to go and take care of them. Um, which was pretty cool. And the first guy's name is Thunder Thighs. So you <laughs> cannot go wrong with that. And if you picture in your head what a Thunder Thigh would look like, you would probably 100% be correct um, in regards to this. The best thing I saw in his book was this guy, Thunder Thighs, taking a horse in between his thighs, <laughs> squeezing so hard that it burst. Not killed, it burst the horse into a million pieces. <laughs> so picture that. And that's what was on the actual freaking page. And it was just and, fantastic. Stoko's artwork is incredibly detailed and, as well, but also blows it to like this extreme level too. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the dynamic movement, the facial expressions, it, it's just, it works so well on many different levels. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to that. It was a four issue miniseries. It is complete right now. The first part, I believe there's more coming. But we'll see what, what happens all that. Um, I don't think the trade is available yet, but you can definitely get the first four issues. The trade, I'm pretty sure, would be coming out soon. Yeah. Um, right. So I'll check that out. But, okay, I'm not done. 
So I got my top three, but I had a whole bunch of runner-ups because there was so many good things this year. So other things that you may want to look into, uh, Big Girls, which was great. Okay. Post Americana, Crossover by Kate's, Stillwater, We Live. Uh, you actually, uh, The Many Deaths of Daily Later Star, which was written by Greg Pack, was great. Um, we Live was, was almost in that top three. It was mm. a really great story. I read it on the back end when it was a trade, um, only on somebody's recommendation. Um, and, and the only reason why I didn't get into my top three is because the very end of it is where it's leading to next because it's going to continue and I'll probably continue to read it, but it turned into this book that I did not expect it to turn into. Huh. So it, it's this whole journey of these uh, people that are trying to get off this planet because it's about to be destroyed or whatever it is. And it's, it's, it's really awesome. But ends up happening is they end up becoming superheroes at the very end. Hmm. Um, which, which was, it took a, it took a really weird turn, um, off of that. And it's not to say that it's bad, but I never saw it becoming a superhero book and it became a superhero book. So I want to see where it's going to go from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just if, if, if you're interested, definitely check out, we live it's wonderful, beautiful art. Um, and I think it's one of the first books that actually had a soundtrack attached to it. Right, so you right. could actually listen to the music while you were reading the book to set the tone for that particular issue which was great, but not for me because I get distracted. I need to read in complete silence <laughs> um, off of that. Um, so, yeah, so, so there you have it. Those are our, well, it should have been top six, but top five recommendations uh, <laughs> because we shared one. There's so much great stuff out there. There's, you know, this past year has been wonderful with, you know, uh, the, the indie market and the indie creator scene. Um, and it looks like 2022 is not going to stop, especially yeah. with the whole thing that happened with Substack. Um, so you had all these, you know, mainline creators shifting over to Substack so they can create content, um, new content and people wondering how that content was going to get out. And now we see some of it coming through. I think the first book, uh, who is it? Um, it was just solicited. And I think it's coming through Dark Horse. It's uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. They're oh, teaming yes. up again, and they have, uh, I forgot what it's called, but I'm no, pretty, it, was just... it was part of their Substack stuff, and now it's being published through, through Dark Horse. Yeah, I, just, I, remember, I can see the image, a very angry, Greg Capullo-esque monster-type image. But yeah, and it's a single-word title and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to see some really great stuff coming down the road from, you know, mainline creators who are, you know, doing their and stuff, but also people that, you know, have, have we've not heard of. Um, so there's just, there's not going to be a shortage of any kind of like story out there that's being told or, you know, stuff that we can get our hands on for 2022, which yeah. I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's um, going to be a good year. This last year was really good. And I think they're going to, they're going to really cre keep cranking out some good product, quality product for next year. So, yes. And, and, you know, hopefully we can include ourselves in that as well. Yeah. Um, cause you know, here at amazing action comics, we love telling stories and we're always looking forward to, to giving you guys even more. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, and actually yeah. Angel, yeah. I do yeah. want to say, uh, I have one other favorite thing, uh, of this past year is doing this show with you. Oh, uh, you're going to very much cry, enjoy bitch. this. These, these <laughs> oh, I think we lost Phil. Phil. Hello. Hello. I think we lost him. Well, so at least he got it out. So he got the mushy stuff out. So yes, uh, Phil, I would have to say the same thing. It's It's been a, an honor and a privilege uh, to share. Pro the, we started, what, six months ago um, with you hopping on board to, to the podcast. So I'm looking forward to a great 2022 and, and bringing even more. Hopefully your signal doesn't fail. 
um, every single time. Uh, so yeah, so uh, we'd like to thank you guys for joining us um, this year. We look forward to a strong 2020-2022, bringing you more reviews, uh, bringing you some more great content and amazing action comics, um, and hope that you come along for the ride. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, have a safe, wonderful, and happy new year. 